You know what this feels like to me? Nope. This feels like they tried to be like, what if we did that thing from Rebel Without a Cause where <laughs> like you try to make it about like uh the the modern high schoolers of America today. Mm-hmm. This is what this generation is. This is what these kids are going through and dealing with. Mm-hmm. And we'll do that by making it feel like kind of randomly sappy in the way that they bond and they're all from slightly different cliques. And then it just is also meaningless and shallow when you really get down to it and doesn't inc- doesn't age well in a lot of regards. You know what I mean? As far mm-hmm. as the, the content that exists or the fact that like it's n- not particularly ethical in any way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the, the the exact same movie, except if I was wanting to watch one, I would rather watch Rebel Without a Cause because it doesn't have like sexual assault that's just kind of passed <laughs> off as fine. Or the um the character with the best fashion getting no i know getting getting made over god and being like oh my gosh you're so much better this way I and know. now I like, objectively worse on every level i was like man she was hot because like an hour you're ago. a weirdo Come on, and now man. people like you <laughs> yeah Gross. It was very weird it's like that. every trope that i would hate in a movie like this and He's... apparently this is where some of them came from yeah yeah i didn't like that I spent the entire movie utterly baffled by everything. Mm-hmm. Why? I didn't understand why everybody sucks so much. Like, I've never met people that, like, outwardly, openly sucked that hard. Yeah. And, like, you can have characters that are, like, unlikable but still engaging. And it didn't happen for me. <laughs> I was just like, I mostly just don't like almost all of you and also would love to never see a second view on my screen ever again like yeah it just really was sort of a painful slog to get through but i'll also never forgive it for opening with like that song (laughs) while at the same time showing david bowie lyrics oh man yeah that was interesting which is just like what Pick one. Pick one song. And then they have like the Friday the 13th (laughs) breaking glass at the beginning for no reason. (laughs) I'm just like, the fuck? Where did this come from? And then the rest of the movie does not do have anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. It just just sort of ends in a way that you're like, cool. None of that's any good. Mm. I don't like the ending. It mostly wasn't interesting. But it also wasn't good, and it also kind of didn't make sense. And like, the thing that's that baffles me about it is it's not just like, wow, this is a really like concise, like tight, well-made movie that just like happens to not click very well for us anymore. Because I would say that maybe that's what Rebel Without a Cause is. This mm. movie's different because it does just kind of like decide it doesn't care anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as as far as like a pacing or the like ounce of plot that exists in the beginning where you know he's like trying to like watch them and check in on them all the time and it's like this thing are they going to get caught or are they not 
eventually he's just like down there in the basement talking to the janitor and like not paying attention or caring at all and it's just like yeah all right guys smoke weed in and, the library and, and you of, won't get caught there's there's no tension there and just kind of cartoonishly villainous at times yeah in like exaggerated ways i'm just like i but don't it also really believe it care like, enough to do that thing where it's like oh no we set him up to be bad and then we there's yeah. some retribution on him yeah, nothing true. happens he just but it, see it's it's there. realistic because in real life nothing would happen people just suck and then they continue sucking uh and then they become friends and then they leave and they never talk to each other again <laughs> and uh a Sixteen Candles gives Dime Store JD from Heathers an earring, and he fist pumps the air, and we freeze frame, and the movie ends. Welcome the to the Movie Overload like Podcast. Yeah, the Movie Overload movie. Podcast, where we <laughs> overload on movies. Uh, we are going through movies from a Trip to the Moon to Parasite and everything in between. We like most no, of them. Is fucking no. Yeah, that, and who, um, who that guy. Also, we all have different names. I yeah. think sometimes maybe not this time if I can find something I'm going to be that masked up bitch. Whoa. Nancy. Unfortunately, I'm a pineapple eaten by razor wire fish. Whoa. Hunter. And we're talking about the breakfast uh club today. Yeah. I uh, couldn't figure it out from the episode title 1985's uh, the Breakfast Club, John Hughes, I think, and yeah, it's okay, <laughs> and it's fine. that very, uh, very long, elaborate opening that we're definitely keeping in that will uh, we'll definitely turn off literally everyone who who ha- still has fond memories of this movie. If you have fond movies, memories for movies like this one, please send us either some hate tweets or just let us know why you liked it because I genuinely just want to know why with this one. I'm sure that it's like, I think that appreciation of art is valid. I don't think that you can appreciate the wrong art. Uh I might not share the same taste as you, but I do genuinely want to know why people appreciate certain things. Okay, And I don't get this one. I was curious enough that I went on Letterboxd and read a bunch of very positive reviews Mm -hmm. from people that I generally respect. And the general consensus is that I think this movie only works if you kind of understand the cultural if you've lived within the cultural context of this movie mm. and uh, I, there are still, there are some people who watched it recently yeah, for the first time who really loved it. I definitely follow people roughly our age who also give it like five stars. So I, mm. I, but am, we also follow people our parents age who give it five stars. True. It's, yeah. it's what a movie though. <laughs> It's the thing. It's a the only thing I like is when she gives him the earring, and then he just already has a pierced ear and puts it in. I I genuinely like that because when I saw him get the earring, I was like, that would be awesome if he put it in. Yeah. Uh huh. And then he did, and I was like, yeah, nice. That's good. That that's the there, only thing I liked. I don't know. There is some stuff here that I liked. That's like I don't know. The elements of like, wow maybe we're sort of 
influenced in bad ways by like our parents and the people we surround ourselves with and maybe I don't like that about myself and I'm like I don't know maybe there's something to that and just mm-hmm. occasionally getting the hard to hard moments but also just wow a lot of it is nonsense and ends up just feeling very meaningless and it's and just people being like you know what I'm a sack of shit it's cause my old man's a sack of shit and then there's just no catharsis to that and it's just like okay yeah good I think job that's kind you're of, still a sack of shit <laughs> I can see it really working if this is the first time you saw a movie like talk about like sure. the way that people are influenced by their parents mm. and that felt particularly like I don't know what's the word reticent mm-hmm. at the time I get that, but also, like, aren't... I guess it's just now from a perspective of, like, coming back to this after having seen lots of other things and, like, I don't know, having the advantage of another 40 years of cinema history. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like this does that in a particularly effective way anymore. No, I would not say so. But also, yeah, like, most of them are sex shit, (laughs) and that's just it. And also, I really don't like that she's just like, um, that, what's her name, who they only ref Allison, maybe, is her name? Yeah, Allison, yeah. yeah. They say that she's like a crazy person. Oh no, she's a basket case. Yeah. And that's it. Like, it just doesn't, Mm -hmm. I feel like the, the lack of depth in her character in particular upset me, but. Yeah. It's, and the way that they just kind of casually like, yeah, you're crazy. And she's like, I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like there's it's not really crazy. Probably like, something intentional. The only crazy about... thing that she does, you could argue, is when she wants to make it look like her drawing it has snow on. Yeah. And yeah. so she sprinkles dandruff <laughs> from was, her hair on it. That was pretty good. Yeah, like I don't know. Also, like her outfit was good. Yeah, it was. outfit was good. It was good. Her hair, her the whole the whole vibe was good. Hashtag I liked it. Not my makeover. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pain. But also just that idea that like in the end they're like, "Yep, we women really are only romantic or sexual yeah, objects." Like it feels like it's like, "Oh, you were wrong to appear the way you looked before." And now yeah, you're it, good. Yeah, where she's like, "Hey, I like all that black crap." Yeah. Like that. And then like sure. I guess it's not valid because she got the attention of that other dick because the jock thinks she pretty now. She now has worth and meaning in high school. Ah, I was, and it didn't work out. And like a decade from then, he had to coach a hockey team. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. I remember watching those. Why didn't we replace this movie with The Mighty Ducks? I guess now I, we have to. That would be more fun. Are there like any sports movies on our list? No, no. Hmm. Although perhaps an opportunity for a. Are there any good sports movies? Chariots Probably. of Fire is a very famous sports I movie. That Rocky is a very movies. famous sports movie. True. I guess that is a sports movie, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's the thing. The prestige sports movies are like actually sports. character dramas with just sports yeah. in the background. Yeah. But I don't think there are any 
You have Moneyball. Tame Spartans. Um, that's the thing sports movies tend to like focus on a particular person even mm-hmm. in this like team sports movies it's usually about old people what about yeah. the miracle on ice movie that, that one has kurt and he just does stuff it was mostly about the coach though i don't know nothing about that yeah it wasn't particular it was it was all right was yeah. <laughs> i remember liking that movie when we i could watched watch it. indian horse oh. that one's good is that about uh, horse racing, or is it? No, it's a hockey movie. Oh, about, um, uh, like a First Nations guy, and it spends mm-hmm. a lot of its time going into like residence schools and yeah. stuff like that. That's cool. So I have to put it on my watch list. That sounds fun. Yeah, I've heard it's like it's one of those ones that people are like this should be taught in schools so people actually know what resident schools were like and mm. also um, it's apparently very good oh, so well that's chill uh mm-hmm. they're also race car movies race car movies are technically sports movies mm-hmm. we could that's do true. uh david cronenberg's uh race car movie uh called uh, fast company that's a weird 80s movie too hmm. and has a scene where a guy picks up a couple of ladies and hitchhiking and then they go into his trailer while they're driving and he opens cans of motor oil and pours it over their naked bodies and then the scene cuts away awesome or (laughs) i don't know why david cronenberg made a car movie after he made better before he made we could have just watched fast times at ridgemont high instead of this oh i haven't even seen that i do not know much about this i assume it would be better have any eight well okay Maybe. Because uh-huh. I liked Clueless. Okay. Clueless is fun. That was the same director, right? Yeah. She did both. Yeah. yeah. That's that. I'll have to watch that. Um, but I was so bored during this movie. Uh, I just kept paying attention to Emilio Estevez's character's number of layers. He wears a trench coat and then like a coat. And then, like, a flannel. And then he has, like, a t-shirt under it. And he just keeps on, like, peeling off layers. And I didn't... And then I realized that... I'm not the only person who realized that. Because I watched the Victorious episode that's a parody of The Breakfast Club <laughs> called The Breakfast Brunch. And they good. have an extended bit about the piano player uh, dude. When he goes and does his, like, dance number, he keeps peeling off shirts. <laughs> just more and more shirts. And then he gets the last one. It says, last shirt uh, on awesome. it. Awesome. It's amusing. That's, that's great. That's pretty good. Fun fact, I enjoyed the Victorious parody episode far more than I enjoyed The Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that time. one was also directed by Savage Steve Holland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it, it did, uh, it kept in all of the lines where people were like shaming each other for being virgins, <laughs> but they replaced <laughs> the word virgin with the word vegan. God. And shamed them for never having having eaten tacos. Wow. And then they uh and then Ariana Spencer Grande up and he gave them all spaghetti tacos. No. <laughs> Ariana Grande loses her veganity to, well and eats a taco on the episode. I I the implications. Uh it's <laughs> 
Wow. It's it's so much. And apparently it was inspired by Ariana Grande making a tweet in real life where she said she'd never tried tacos before and the showrunners wrote it into the episode to make her eat tacos and say that she liked them on air. I am baffled. Were they good tacos? Did they look like they were good or were they? They looked like trash tacos. tacos. They looked like those American cheese tacos no. that they could get off Carl's Jr. That's what sort of tacos those looked like. Or the Jack in the Box ones that like is literally a slice of American cheese that like is melted it and that's like supposed to be how they advertise it. Like <laughs> oh my God. come get it. Uh, They're fried and uh. Tacos. That's what people here think Mexican food is. It's fine. Uh, no. Anyway, no. anyway, th- welcome again to the episode. <laughs> this is the uh, this episode about the Breakfast Club. We can't have a structured conversation. Why is it called the Breakfast Club? <laughs> I don't though, know. like they just I say it at the confused. end, and they don't eat they, breakfast. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing to do with breakfast. I don't get it. Did they even talk about breakfast and they're like long-winded rambling conversations no. about how uh, much their parents messed them up? I don't think so. They eat lunch. They eat you lunch look- and they yeah. smoke weed. Yeah. It's it's because my parents I never realized. Now we're friends. Oh, and Dime Store JD from Heather's pulls out a stiletto and stabs it into a chair at one point, and then I remember Twelve Angry Men and got sad I wasn't watching Twelve Angry Men. Mm, yeah, nice. and then she grabs the knife, and <gasps> yeah, do we we just don't ever see it again. That was the best shot in the movie, by the way. It doesn't come back. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's having, so great. Having just like him still like being mostly in, in focus on the left, and just the camera does not react as she just slips in in the bottom right corner of the frame and just takes it and slides back out. Allison is I the best character. so hard. Allison. Justice for Allison. They cared at, yeah, all, at all about her. We need she's, a sequel where she comes least. back and she is like <laughs> a kick-ass like uh, punk lesbian and she just like uh, goes over to the other people who have like failed in their hockey coaching careers or whatever, and it's just like y'all sucked. Bye, and then it just ends. That's what we need. Breakfast Club too. Sure. <laughs> or we could just get this movie unmade. <laughs> it's so weird because like I like the other John Hughes movies that I've seen. Like I'm pretty as culturally pervasive as it is i'm pretty cool with ferris bueller's day off that's fine I think yeah that one like movie. actually feels like it is coherent yeah in a way that this one isn't like do, was this one do you know the history of it was it like Mm-mm. reshot several times and then it was just stitched together and he didn't have i don't think so edit. i have no idea okay people it feels like that though doesn't it people online in five-star reviews say that this movie is like you you have to admire the craft like it's an insanely well-crafted movie and then they're like see when they get into the semicircle, you are like sitting there in perspective with the characters and it's like you're a part of the circle and you're completing the circle and see it's so deep and it's so great and it's so fun and don't y'all love this movie and i uh, did not think it looked good I just couldn't even get myself to engage it really with it boring. on that level because I just was so checked out in the first after the first like twenty or thirty minutes that I just <laughs> kind of couldn't. I don't know. I, I don't do like it. to crap on a movie. No. It feels weird. 
but especially when this like beloved story, yeah, like, like I, I, I feel like it, as always happens when we get to that on on a <laughs> on the list it's like yeah what did we miss why did we all collectively miss it i know why it's funny does that, everybody like, love unanimous the wizard Oz? yeah and I thought I would like this movie. Voice like, of Oz is good. Even after seeing like your two star review on Letterboxd, I was like, I will probably still like this movie yeah. more than two stars worth. Cause I, I liked it more than two stars worth. I usually I, like things. I would just give it like three and like yeah, forget about too. it, I guess. You know? Yeah, know? Well, so for me, my two star is movies that I consider a slog to watch. Mm-hmm. And so mm. this is quintessentially that for me. I would not have finished this movie if it weren't for the podcast. Yeah, I listened. I watched it on. Um, I'm gonna own up. I watched it on 1.25 speed, which is the correct way to done. watch it. <laughs> which is probably how I got. I freaking watched it on a TV, so I couldn't do that. That's uh, a good idea. Yeah. I wait. Is it on a streaming service? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what it. streaming service? I had to rent it off Amazon. It's on Peacock, which we. Oh, that's right. It's on Peacock Premium, yeah, which so I am not going to pay for. I would not. We are not paying for it. Uh, H- Hannah has it set up now with us through like someone that she's working for paying for it through film stuff. I don't know. Okay. Gotcha. It's, it, it literally is in the house as of like a couple days ago. So, And I wow. almost completely forgot. But then I was like, oh, I guess I can... I guess I can watch it. Also, can we talk about what the heck was going on with that guy's locker? Because, like, Uh, it had a noose on it, and it said something with the F slur, and I just had no idea what that was talking about. It was just edgy. I don't know. I think it was just the overall, like, malaise of unpleasant 80s high school that just pervades this movie. Like, this movie has a really bad energy. Like, this movie needs to have its chakras realigned or have, like, an interior <laughs> decorator come in and, like, realign the feng shui of the movie yeah. so that it doesn't feel as off-putting as it does. You know what it really needs? It really needs to have a bunch of characters because every single... Like, we know this. It's going to be in my review. Every single character in this entire movie is gay. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Avon and I and spent the entire movie just speculating on all of the character sexualities, <laughs> and none of them can conceivably be said to be straight. <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem. Just that's why, why the to, movie feels the way it does. They're like in the movie in a way that makes you really know they're all straight. Okay. Yeah, like, they constantly uh, okay. have to be shaming each other for being either too sexually active with yeah. members of the opposite sex or not sexually active enough with members of the opposite sex or too sexually active with members of the same sex Ooh. is what they accuse of several times oh yes uh, however i would postulate that the movie is fixed if at the end they all come out it would have been more interesting at least. I if think they if all we all realized that about themselves. If there was a like straight to streaming like Netflix remake of this now, uh th- they would try and get away with just like queering one of the characters and being like, No, this it is a queer one. And it wouldn't work because everyone would be, be the whole time, but like but what about everyone else? Because they're all gay too, right? They're all They're all gay. <laughs> well okay. They don't make the rules. Uh Dime Store JD from Heather's was giving me like real pansexual energy, 
Like he just no, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. If we're going into it, <laughs> he's Pan. Um, I think. Uh, what do they? What do they call him? The sports bro. Uh, the the Sportso or something. I don't know. The yeah. jock archetype character. Jock who's... archetype is gay. Yeah, and it would make. I, I don't know. I think it'd make the the whole like toxic masculinity thing with his yeah. father hit a bit harder. The little kid is by Yeah. That dude reminds me way too much of this kid I knew from a homeschool group. Hmm. You know what? I think uh I think Allison is ace and I think uh what's her name is a lesbian. Oh. Claire. Claire? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, yeah. Lipstick lesbian. Yeah, I, I yes because of that With there is eye. that one lipstick scene that yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to see that. my special talent I can put on lipstick with my boobs <laughs> who can't I mean that I, I don't get why he got so angry after that like Dime Store JD from Heathers Emilio Estevez was just like can't believe you did that you suck so much why did you do that you're just a show off I'm just like what? I know y'all are coming down from like a major high right now but like why do y'all still hate each other so much like y'all don't even know each other that's what so I don't also the way that they're all just like I have very strong feelings for some reason about be- weed being bad however let's just how about that's just what we do let's just what i okay i fundamentally I totally I, and i'll have to way. see if y'all get this too i wasn't raised in a typical school environment so putting that out there but i don't actually on a practical level understand clicks like how clicks are supposed to function like why people were so protective about that and like how that's mentally supposed to work because in like other movies i'm mildly confused but in this movie i feel like i'm watching a bunch of aliens talk to each other and they have like this own their own religious structure and you're trying to figure out the religious hierarchy while you're like reading this brian brandon sanderson novel and you're just like like, it's like watching dune having not read the book yeah and you're just like house harkonnen why is that fat dude flying i'm so confused (laughs) (laughs) it's basically that it it feels like that to me too and it's weird because like in other movies that heavily feature clicks it doesn't feel like that it's just that this movie does it in this really weird way yeah i don't know because they they all just kind of are set opposed to each other because they're in these clicks and they just know each other because like we should have just done heathers <sighs> uh yeah we should have done heather we should have done the parody of this movie mm-hmm. uh that is superior in every way especially uh uh you know mm, it's vastly your husband christian slater christian you know later in it and winona Ryder. like i mm-hmm. yeah. i could not ask for a better pairing for a teen honestly it's kind of dark perfect. comedy in my life mm-hmm it's good. Have you seen Heather's Hunter? No. You need to see Heather's Hunter. I will watch it watch eventually. <laughs> it's like uh it's like this movie, but if Allison and uh Emilio es- Estevez's character like 
uh, got together at a point after Allison got her makeover. And she's just like, I kind of hate the popular girls for giving me the makeover. <laughs> and he's like, what if we just murder them all? Oh. Uh, and then nice. he uh, brings her into this giant murder scheme. Oh, that sounds And awesome, it gets actually. really dark. Yeah. And it's exactly great. Right. Very cool. I like that. Anyway, the point is, this wasn't it. Yeah. This wasn't it. I don't want to call it a bad movie, but it ain't the one for me. I did not like this movie. I think in a subjective light, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in an objective light, it is passable. It doesn't stand out as being particularly bad. Yeah. It's fun. It has that one song. It's uh I think it's quint I think if anything this movie the only reason this movie should be on the list is that it it does qu- quintessentialize that that sort of 80s thing where like it's all about like those moments like those quotable moments like being able to quote the movie to your friend and be like yeah I'm going to pump my fist up in the air like at the end of the breakfast club or uh uh saying a line from this movie and uh like hey, d- two detentions three detentions do you want another tension and just like quoting this movie back and forth at each other give me another one like please. i think i think that's why this movie is so like like famous because it is pretty quotable as a movie goes like there's a bunch of things that i've heard people quote and a bunch of like quotes and so people just kind of quote this movie to their friends like college students do with John Mulaney bits now and then it just kind of lives <laughs> oh, on forever right. in cultural perpetuity. <laughs> do they still do that? Uh, they still do. I was at a whole, uh, a Thanksgiving party just the other day and I heard some college students quoting John Mulaney bits to each other. It's uh, I thought everybody would have stopped doing that. I you, You'd mm. think they would, but sometimes it just like with The Breakfast Club, even if retro, retroactively not the best idea it just ingrains so much into who you are at this point that you just can't yeah. can't just, i've know. heard so many people say like oh my gosh this is my favorite movie and hmm. so i was always like oh man i wonder what gets people about it and then it kind of and i know this isn't the case i want to i'm giving people i'm giving the entire world more credit than that but it comes across to me the same way that like Somebody who's only ever seen, like, Suicide Squad. That's the only superhero movie they've seen. They're mm-hmm. like, it's kind of my favorite movie. This this rocks. And it's like, if you like that, go watch The Suicide Squad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Your mind will be blown. It's like, I've, but, like, if you've come from watching The Suicide Squad and you go watch Suicide Squad, it's not going to... It's not going to work for you very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be like pretty whack actually. Yeah. And so, Okay, I so know like, want to watch an 80s movie about clicks and whatever. There are other ones that are more fun. I know y'all I didn't a- like Rebel Without a Cause, but like that movie was shot real real <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Like that actually has things that stand out mm-hmm. really nicely. That's stuff to in me. it that I like. I I enjoy that movie a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think I gave it a four. I think I gave it 
pretty decent rating. Okay. But I also just don't think that it's like necessarily what it's saying about adolescent culture at the time is particularly reticent now, you know? Uh, yeah, no. I think the I, thing that's aged the best about that movie is the cinematography and yeah. uh, how silly knife fights look. <laughs> and the fact that it's James Dean. Yeah. James Dean. Yeah. Whereas this movie only has the guy that I know best from the poster of the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I've seen the movie, but for some reason I can't think of him outside of him being like <laughs> the poster. on the poster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. And I watched all those like 10 years ago. Doesn't he like, isn't he like a really terrible person the entire time though? Probably. He's like, He's not really like, in like the third one, I think. Kids, I hate you and yeah. stuff, and they're like, ah. And then I don't, I don't even he, really remember almost anything from those movies. I just know that I watched them. Yeah, yeah. I guess same. I just remember <laughs> a limo. I think uh, maybe not. Uh, uh, anyway, probably. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, we're all good here. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> Listen, Do you have any final thoughts? Audience, you're supposed oh, to talk about it. I don't know. I'm so confused. Okay. Uh, so this whole time, I've been saying Emilio Estevez is Dime Store uh, JD from Heather's. But actually, he's the sports jock. I have yes. no idea who anyone is in this movie. Oh. I am utterly <laughs> baffled. Is it? Is it Anthony Michael Hall? Is it? I don't think so. Honestly, His name is like the Brody or something. Bender. Right? The most cultural is it Judd Nelson? I think so. Or John Capellos. It was John Goodman. No. Ooh, Judd, John Capellos Judd, was in the shape of water. Judd Nelson is the mean boy. Judd that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. The mean boy. Yes. Anyway, uh this movie is good though retroactively because it inspired the poster for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. I'll take it. Ooh. Can we forgive Judd Nelson because he was in Transformers the movie? Oh. What, who was he in Transformers the movie? Is that the Rod slash Rodimus one? Prime. Oh. Yes, the original Transformers movie. Wow. One year after this movie. The mighty. Ducks. I didn't think he had a terrible performance either in this movie. It's no. fine. No, I, I don't. No, I think that like I don't acting. -wise, the performances are pretty good. No, bad. Like, they're, they're fine. Just, some of them are. I mean, they're stereotypical, and largely that's the writing and directing. But yeah. it's not like the actors are. Yeah, they are not to blame. I thought they were fine. I just don't like the words that came out of their mouths. They just, but they said them fine. I That's was deep. just confused by <laughs> every reason for this movie. Yes. Okay. I I'm Final wondering thoughts. who like green lighted this, like read this script and is like just some kids like chill in a library for a day. And then it became super successful and then everyone talks about it all the time. They're like, You haven't seen The Breakfast Club? I thought you liked movies. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. I like movies. I like other movies. So That's the true. thing. I'm a major cinephile, but whenever I talk to a person who is sort of into movies, uh, both of us 
uh, they wind walk away thinking that I know absolutely nothing about movies because <laughs> I haven't watched The Breakfast Club. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's always how it is. I th- that's why I don't tell people that I like movies because then they're like, "What kinds of movies do you like?" I don't want to see your movie collection, and I'm like, uh, "Here's my um, here's here's my." Box set of Wong Kar Wai movies. Yeah, but like the right person will get it though. But I don't know that it's the right person because then well, right. I would talk to somebody and they'd be like super pretentious. I was gonna and say I wouldn't yeah. most people won't, and like the average like snormy film enthusiast would be like, bills. <laughs> I don't know. And over here, and they're like, "Do you have Star Wars?" And I'm like, for some reason, I don't. Except for the Last Jedi, I've yeah. got, I've I've got Stranger Than Fiction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They're like, what's your Christopher Nolan movies? What Chris? I don't have any Christopher <laughs> Nolan, but I do have City Lights. I'm excited about it. Yep. Anyway, uh, well, that was that was a good time. We really learned a lot. Hopefully, you had a great time. So much. We, yeah, we, we usually know. like to sort of go through the plot a little bit and talk about it, but like the plot was just they had detention, mm. then they smoked weed, and then they didn't. And they shoved weed down a dude's done. pants uh, to yeah. hide it, and uh, Dime Store JD from uh, the Heather's went and played basketball, and then uh, got locked in a closet. And did that thing I always wanted to do as a kid where you, like, climb up into those little yeah. pop-up uh, ceiling things and just, like, climb across yeah. and fall into the library. From and the then ceiling. he sexually assaulted that girl. And then... Did I just, like, blank that out of my memory? I don't remember that it happening. It was when he was hiding under the desk and... Oh, like, oh what happened oh that's like, nothing bro i completely deleted that part of the movie from my memory i would like to do that oh my goodness i it tr- wanted i desperately didn't want their, to remember that happened their commitment to not narking is kind of impressive in this movie. why didn't they narc on him they were so he was like, just an asshole n- the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no way that i wouldn't have narked it was still TBH. like i don't know yeah i like, would be like sir I don't like you. Yeah. But I don't like this kid either. Yeah. And he's like an active danger to us. Right. <laughs> he keeps like insinuating that other people should sexually attack me. Please get him out of here. I do not understand how they let him get like end the movie feeling like he was good. Why and do like, they get together at the end? They acted like he got like a redemption. Well, because arc. he makes her feel bad constantly yeah. for being a virgin, and so she uh, loves, him. and she wants to not be a virgin anymore. That stalwart uh, of getting uh, people to like you, negging them constantly, and undermining uh, their self-esteem, which always works in eighties movies. Pain, and that is why we have a problem with men today, huh? Who would have thought? Crazy. Wow. Don't worry, Hunter. You're one of the good ones. I am trying. You're like... I've you, never you had you neg never me, said Hunter. something. I've never seen you neg someone. That's come Hunter. across as um, belittling. Uh, and also, you've never sexually assaulted somebody. That is true. 
yeah. which <laughs> I have I'll to be honest. <laughs> I think that's rare. I, I, weird, weirdly, I guess maybe. Uh, it's it's remarkably rare, especially since uh, I talk to a remarkable number of men who don't realize that you're supposed to ask someone before you kiss them or touch them in a uh, place that they, well, at any, really, mm-hmm. like, any I, place, but, like... It's, it's the anxiety. I'm, like, just really far on the other side of the spectrum where it would be a situation of, like, why didn't you do anything? <laughs> and I'd be like, uh, I didn't think I was supposed to. <laughs> so it's a better you, place to be. I it guess. is a much better place to be. You still need to work on your communication skills. Yes. But at least this way, you aren't doing harm. Yes. We can yeah. be done with this section. Yeah, that's that's the And end. cut it out of the podcast. Yeah, wait, yeah. this doesn't need to be in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for Yay. listening to us ramble for a bit. I don't know if any of that was constructive, but we Probably it. wasn't, but it's you know, okay. this is, this is what I offer. <laughs> I offer that I will watch the movie, that the three of us will come here at the end of a week. Yep. And talk about how we actually felt about it we tried that we're not going to be always constantly glowing about movies that are celebrated Mm -hmm. and if that makes you hate us send us some hate mail tell us off (laughs) do it i dare you i dare you Mm -hmm. please do it now someone's going to be like listening to this and just be like these freaking people like Oh my god. I are we gonna there, get more I think we have humiliation uh, kink uh, at this uh, point. Are we gonna get more hate mail for this or for the, the Woody Allen thing? <laughs> you know? Honestly the Woody Allen thing. Yeah, definitely the Woody, Woody Allen, Allen thing. Funny. But I'm still by it. Uh okay. Uh Hunter anyway, find thanks. a quote. Uh quote is uh Find us on wh- social when, media. When you mess with the bull, you get the horns. My friend, I cringe and I die. Um, <laughs> hate, them. hate them all. So long, farewell, oh. GG. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. I'm sorry. Feed us I, your immortal I just souls. Don't care enough anymore about the quote. Game. Please end my suffering. Goodbye. Woo-hoo. You know what you should get? You should get a little robot Camel. thing that you, when you press that just has that bit from that one song. Just let's groove tonight. <laughs> is that, just play it randomly. Is that a Daft I, Punk song? I don't know. No. Oh. Isn't They're, it technically Earth, Wind, and I Fire? I think so, yeah. I, <gasps> That's right. Just because it's share the spice of life. It's our favorite movie. And spice, right? Yeah, I, I like that song.
What it's movie probably, is yeah, that in? Probably just because it's in Kronk's new group. So oh, like that's right. <laughs> Can you just find like just the vocal track with all the rest of the everything cut out? I don't so know. So it's just, let's gr- yeah. <laughs> press the button. <laughs> so <laughs> random, but and I'm going to You try. hold it and it just goes through the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amusement. Just, just hearing like extended bits of silence and then just more lyrics coming in yeah, at that time. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'll see. Probably not, but I'll find out. Okay. Spare the spice of life.